Hi, and welcome to the 129th edition of the Keen Minds Podcast. We cover NBC's The Blacklist, Season 8, Episode 21, Nashalo. And this is the second edition to the podcast covering this episode, where Tessa and I will continue our deep dive and finish up what we started in the last one. All right, let's go. If, if, and this is a big if, if we had two Katarinas, if Dom had... Two Katarinas, one growing up in America and one growing up in Russia. And his objective was to create a Trojan horse. Then everything that we think we know about what Dom was doing is totally upside down. Because the one who didn't know about the other was a Russian one. So his objective was not to go against America, was to go against Russia. So that changes everything that we think we know about what Dom was doing. So let, let's go to Christmas Eve, because we got a question from, you remember Gold Girl? Mm-hmm. I love Gold Girl. We got a question from her, and I think it's it's a really nice way to get into that. Because we know from from the stories that we've seen that Red kidnap, Reddington kidnapped Masha from Masha, uh, no, no, from the um, from Canada. From the Summer Palace, yes. From the Summer Palace in Canada. But, but Liz doesn't know this. So that's, that's why true. it didn't feature in the story. It just She just sort of appears there. Um, no, and it she, looks... Remember that Liz remembered that that scene that Dr. Orchin baptized uh, the tangent memory. So yeah. everybody assumed that that was not real. And I kept telling... That's oh no! Most tangent doesn't mean unreal. Tangent just means not connected, directly yeah, connected. I think it was very connected. Yeah, and it's also that she couldn't see what Liz was seeing, but yeah. clearly the well, I say clearly, she remembers that, there. so she thinks. That's but she, why the yeah, she remembers the Christmas, the Christmas tree, and it very much looks like in that moment that she's just visiting her dad. She's having a nice Christmas with him. Bunny is talking about Christmas with her. And that he's taken her. He has the fulcrum. And um, so do you think that the Christmas tree, going to get the Christmas tree, the kidnapping, that uh, that all took place in the same vicinity? Like, he took her. He brought her to America. No. Because I, they were not in the Tacoma Park house. They were in, like, a little... Yes. So Well, we've seen where the fire was, because we saw that in Rossford, that the fire was in a townhouse. And oh, so that was probably a safe house. Yeah. Let's go there. Okay. I'm going to have a lot to say. <laughs> and I'm going to answer Gold Girl's question yeah. on what I think about that. But I want to take a step back, because we really have to to look at this in the sense of what did Liz know and what did Liz not know. What Liz didn't know was Requiem's memories. She didn't know she was kidnapped from the Summer Palace. She didn't know that Katerina said it was a blonde man who took her. She didn't know about Kate saying, well, I'm going with you to get her. She didn't know any of this. She didn't know Constantine looking at a picture of her. She didn't know any of it. So where does she put that first experience in the memory that she has of that 
of going to get a Christmas tree. But think about it. In the memory of, in, in Kate's memory, that is the fall, maybe late fall, but it's fall. I mean, they don't have Christmas. It's Canada. And they don't have coats or gloves or hats. Just taking a little walk in the woods with a little jacket, looking all cute. She, she had a coat, but uh, yeah, I agree with jacket, you. Like, there's a not, jacket, there's not, not a coat. snow on the ground. No. And... So, and when they do that, you know, she doesn't know that. And then Kate appears in a, in a motel. But think about it. They are, they're in a, they're in this, Liz remembers this. And this has to be after the abduction because it's Christmas and Liz is four years old too. So she's abducted sometime in the fall or even you could say it's very early winter. And the next memory she has chronologically is being in the in a Christmas tree lot buying a tree. She knows she's with a woman because we even hear the woman saying, catch me. And she sees like what looks to be like a white blur to the side as a woman kind of passes or somebody passes. Then comes this man who is dressed very much like Reddington Wood that we see with the shoes and the short coat and calls her Lizzie. Now, that is the most important part of that memory because it means that Lizzie's used to that name way before she's abducted or there is like she's left with Sam and all that deleted scene or a new scene about Sam telling... Uh, Kate some cockamamie story about how she got to be called Liz because she treated her like a queen. Liz was used, Liz was having a normal happy time with a woman saying, catch me, and a man who knows her and is asking for that. It is not Russia. They're hearing an American um, Christmas carol, and she is, and she runs to the man. Liz assumes she's being taken there, but that doesn't make any sense. So that means that that Christmas tree that they were buying, that they had there, it's not when Masha was taken by her father. That's her father being there, calling her Elizabeth, her mother or some woman being there, and they're buying a Christmas tree. And then voila, they're in a house that is not the Tacoma Park house with a Christmas tree, and the father is in in regular clothes, they got the tree all assembled, there are all these ornaments left around, Liz is in her pajamas. That doesn't make any sense with that abduction. So Liz was taking in, they were somewhere else, and there was a woman there, so if that wasn't Carla, then that was Katerina. So that entire story is Liz making it up from what she remember and thinking, ah, that's where my father took me. And she's not thinking, I wasn't called Elizabeth then. Why did I run when they called me Elizabeth? Lizzie. I just remember Dr. Orchard's statement about not being able to trust the order of memories. The <laughs> things are skewed. They, they present themselves in odd twists and turns and I, I don't remember the, the exact roles and the, and, the, yeah. and the people and the events may have been there just not in not the in that order in the, yeah. in the order or the rules 
And I think that's exactly what it is. She's remembering things and she's putting things together as she remembers. Because she doesn't know anything about Kate's memories, that abduction coming from where we know it happened doesn't present her. So that, She's making an assumption. She's making an assumption and it's her assumption that is leading the story. So when she was leading Dom into what she knew, this time she's leading herself. She's creating a story finally starting to put together the elements she knows and she doesn't put there what she doesn't know for example where she was actually kidnapped from because she just doesn't know it so who who was who comes to the door looking for things it's the important question and i don't have an answer for you i don't know if that was blonde katerina or katerina I think it was Katerina. I think it was, it was Lottie's cat. Um, she shows up. She has two men with her. She has Ilya. And she has an unknown man. And this was very interesting to me. This this unknown, unnamed man. I mean, clearly he was no flannel guy. There. They call it flannel guy. Oh, was he in flannel? Of course he was. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, he Flat. was bald, he's bald on top. Um, and what was most interesting to me is when he went back into the fire, he fell in the same position that Red had, what we presumed was Red's, you know, shot and unconscious body in the fire from the flashbacks mm. in season two. Yeah. Same but, position. So that was that man. So if, if we think that in terms of, our red is Raymond Reddington. We know that Ilya is Raymond Reddington is Red's childhood friend because we saw that scene. And that is something that Liz knows because Red told her that man he took is like a brother to me. So she's she's conflating all this, but at the same time it doesn't make any sense because Ilya would not have been if Red is not not Redarina, then Ilya is Red's childhood friend, which means for sure Ilya wasn't there with Katerina, leaving and hurting Red. Well, unless that's a different Reddington. That that may be a point in the our Red and that Red is not the same Red box. Yeah, it could because be. I mean that that's a possibility. I I'm still pretty sold on on what? Red being Reddington, but they, I I'm also willing to say hey that could be a point in that box. But but it's also you have to take into consideration that um oh I lost the point um Ilya childhood friend yeah Ilya tells Katerina in in the Rasvet scenes and not in the Rasvet scenes is kind of not very clear because she says I thought you were dead and this is when she meet when he they meet in that motel which is probably has to be near the Philadelphia train station because it's the only station called 30th Street station but anyway but when Ilya is remembering things under Skovic and probably having a very limited ability to lie, and probably is more about misdirection rather than lying. He's, he explained to Skovic, I thought 
they were dead. If he was in the fire, who are they? So Ilya the fire never tracked to me. Yeah. That's that's out of Rasput that says that, you know, we, 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 we saved his life and we took him. So she's taking those elements from Rasput and she's putting them together because she doesn't, she's not, again, she's not privy to Ilya saying, I thought they were dead. Yeah, I'm so, with you. I, I agree with you there. So it, it's a very complex thing. So we don't know that this fire is this. It has any truth or the, what she remembers is truth. Because also there was a lot of conversation in this fire that never that she never remember in there. There was a lot of Russian. There was a lot of, of that. And But I think that we have to also go into the fulcrum before we, you know, because the fulcrum is a very important part. And here is where I started laughing out loud. According to this story... Uh, Al Reddington, Raymond, no, Raymond Reddington made the fulcrum. Weren't there several people involved with the fulcrum being made, including um, RCIA? Yeah, call. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he fingerless wrote the, CIA officer. The, yeah, and he wrote the cipher. And why would Fitch give Red the way to read? To, to contact call to get the cipher for a uh, for a fulcrum that supposedly had information that Fitch told Red that he had stolen from them. Unless it's a different Reddington. It, it still doesn't track. It doesn't track from Fitch's perspective. It doesn't track from Colt's perspective. And it certainly doesn't track from this ghost Reddington perspective if he made it the only one who would know that that thing is him why would Leonard Cole knows the cipher for something that that ghost Reddington did and then died soon after without giving it to anybody but and did he make all of it it I doesn't mean, appear it, that he would involve anybody else it was him scanning well stuff. I mean that that's the thing it doesn't appear that way but, I mean, so far, with what we know, that part doesn't track at all yeah. with nothing. And there, there, There's going, something sketchy about it. Yeah, it doesn't even track with what I, with any theory that I know of. Not with Red is Reddington, not with uh, Red is Red Arena, not with Red is Other Dude. The fulcrum has become a piece that we just have to re-examine. Because nothing tracks. Okay. So that that fire is great because also you, did you notice what we didn't see in all those memories? Boom. Goes Reddington dying. True. It was He's in the stated. car. And I, it wasn't even, hang on, he's in the car, and Ghost Cat keeps saying, you know, your father was killed, this and that. There was an interesting switch somewhere in there. I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. In which, before they started talking about how they created Reddington, 
they just started referring to Red. He was clearly referring to James Spader Red as Reddington without going into, but we created this new Reddington. It just sort of flowed from her father into the Red we know. And I went, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like, I mean, and this sounds absolutely absurd, but sometimes that is just the show. The, the ghosts forgot they were trying to paint this as two different people. <laughs> yeah. It, it, or, Liz, or Liz, who's the one hallucinating yeah. this thing, can't yeah. explain this thing because it doesn't quite make the sense that she thinks it does. And then we have this great scene in which um they're you know they're saying like we just we we go into like we stole the money and well before that can we talk about this four-year-old running back into the fire we still don't know what made the freaking scar there was nothing we know that she got it there we know that her daddy gave it to her to make her brave well that's what that's what she was told by yeah but we, the idea of this four-year-old running back into the flames to get her stuffed rabbit yes. felt like a stretch to me. Kids are terrified of that stuff. Now, she could be screaming and crying, going, my rabbit, my rabbit, Mr. Hops. But the idea that she would have snuck out of the car after she shot her dad and he's dying in the back seat. That kid she would be clinging to her mother in yeah. terror. Or just frozen and staring and just done, like something breaks in the brain and she's done. That doesn't make any sense. Plus, when she's at the door of the house leaving, she has the freaking rabbit with her. So what rabbit is she going back? Uh, When Ilya picked her up and took her? No, 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 no. In her own memories. Okay. When she remembers and she sees the flames and the girl. With the hand then, reaching to her. And that's the other thing is in the memories, a hand reaches out to her and and pulls her out of the closet and takes her through the smoke. In this, Ilya picks her up, tosses him, tosses her over his shoulder and hauls her out that way. Yep. It, nothing tracks with her actual memories. So this I'm thinking, okay, so now this is, we're going into all kind of, crazy stuff with this fire and it doesn't make any sense and and particularly yes a a four-year-old girl going into a house of fire to recover her no especially with a horrendous burn and then katarina was burned uh no she wasn't burned that bad she had a little burn on the back her blouse was intact and her hair was intact i'm sorry but if you are really that bad your hair you're bald your hair just burns. Especially as it is down and long and loose. Like, that's the stuff that catches fire. Mm-hmm. It's not like she had it piled on top of her head in a knot or something. Nope. It's, it, it was right there. Um. So, so th- I mean, we have two things that make no sense. That, that version of the fire is like, okay, this is now really going into something. And maybe what they were saying with the... I was too was was a lead for for uh, Red Arena, but my question would be if Red Arena was true, and Katarina got all the surgery that has to go into, you know, mm-hmm. transitioning, then why on earth would she slash he leave the scars on his back? 
that we see in that that one. he also takes pains not to keep and they, they were in there after the fire because we saw her back and then we saw her talking on the phone with Kay with the long hair and completely dressed which huh. you know somebody with those burns would never be dressed I mean they would be in a high you know a hyperbaric chamber with all sort of like whatever going in there so that they will not it would be horrifying for months with grafts and all sort of things so, that, I mean, to me, that doesn't make any sense. I think it was a lead is where it's going. It's like they're now they're toying with you guys because it's not a question of, oh, well, the, the, the makeup people messed up. No, we saw in many episodes after the fire, Katerina with long hair, with no moving without a problem. She will not be carrying a child. She will but not be doing also, any of it. And that... The comment you just made about the makeup department makes me think about it because back to Rossfit, uh, one of the producers, I think it was, came out and said, oh, that was our bad. We The makeup department forgot to put the scar on Liz's. But it wasn't just the makeup department because the director would have forgotten to say, hey, kiddo, don't forget you've got a burn. You need a, you know, hey, you know, lady playing mm. Kate. Remember, she's got a burn. Don't swing her by her wrists. You know, it's the fact that they had a, you know, Kate had a hold of her wrists and were swinging her just like weeks after this happened would not have happened with that sort of burn. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they hauled her out of this, we have always seen the burn and the fire connected in her memories, but I'm not sure it actually happened one and the same. No, I don't think either. I don't know what made it, but I have a feeling that that, that, um, scar precedes the fire in which this happened that by the time she was dropped that that burn was old yeah not, maybe. not directly just coming from the fire um and i think that that's we have i mean i've always said there are a lot of fires in this because the fire that kate saw was in a townhouse that looked like a safe house then we have that burn Rehobo Beach house but that cannot be that house because that burned in 1991 that's why Liz believes that her father died in 1991 when we know that the fire was probably in 1990 when Raymond Reddington disappeared unless Raymond Reddington had disappeared no before it would have been in 1991 it would have been 89 because she was born in 85 I think that she was born in December of 1985. That's why it's okay. so complex. So she's, is, is it, it's all, no, it's she's supposed to have a, I thought she had a March. No, no, that's Agnes has a March birthday. She okay. does in her identity, but in that identity, she was born in 84. And then I think that if you're going to change somebody's and give her a fake identity, you kind of change the date of birth. Maybe. maybe. And it, it, to me, it makes sense. It's the only way that she can still be for the fire. And she can uh, be born in 1985. Um, and, and then it almost feels to me that there is, if we remember the fire, there is, there is images um, that were discovered not by me um, that came in, they're in, in flashes of light. It's enough they're not just one frame. There is a few frames of each one. And not for your mind to realize something is there, not for your eye to see it. 
but your mind knows that you saw something that you can't process. So it's a subconscious reaction. Yeah, your this person went back and they got this thing, and that, she was the first one who saw those who saw those images. And so I went back and I I got my own because I don't trust except what I see that just because I don't want anybody saying well at this point you, you're talking about something you don't know. So I did, and there seemed to be two houses, one in which there is. Things and a Christmas tree and a closet full of clothes and toys and drawings in the in the in the walls. There is a lived-in house with people, and then there is this other one where there is this bald man sitting on a floor on a crate. So where was this? And if you look carefully, there are two patterns of curtains in what seem to be the same curtain. In front of the, that window that they're having the fights and a lot of things are happening. So to me, it feels like there was two houses that Liz was taking in the fire. And if you think about it, look at the reaction Liz has when she hears that Beth Riker will be taken. She immediately goes to the scar and starts to rob. Mm-hmm. So there is there is an emotional thing to a girl being taken, a child being taken. That is deeply emotional to her. So you think that when we saw Ilya picking her up and carrying her out, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't Ilya, but someone was stealing her away versus yes, getting in her for her fire. mother. Yeah, in that in the fire in her home, somebody took her and got her somewhere, and in that situation is where she gets hurt. I bet that they took her in order to get either. Katerina or Raymond Reddington to do something he they didn't want to do. And we have certainly seen that happen in the show before, in which people are forced into situations. Yeah. Usually there's the, the taking of a child is for revenge or for to force somebody to do something they don't want to do. Like we've seen it like with the kids, the one that we had the the, the peacemaker. I mean there've seen so many examples of children being in in danger from the very beginning from Beth Riker um and then I think you have to go into Blonde Cat yeah definitely um hang on let me make sure I don't have anything additionally Mm -hmm. because I have a whole section for Katarina here make sure we've covered it um, so before that, we had information about, uh, trying to protect Liz, and this was with Ghost Cat, Redhead Cat, um, and we got flashbacks to Kate May mm-hmm. for scenes that we, we saw with Lottie. Um, it was an interesting comment about the way that it was phrased, that, she and Ilya grew up together, they joined the KGB together, and they defected the Qual together. It's like, I'm sorry, you two joined at the hip? What, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it struck me as kind of odd. Most people do not move through life with someone like that. And not either... In, Marry them, or... Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting there looking and going... All right, well, if that happened, I see why he's head over heels for her, but if she's going to keep him around that long, then 
I, I have a harder time believing it wasn't reciprocated. Well, and so that that struck me as odd. So I wanted to go back and I, I looked at 622. And we have um, that conversation between he was called the stranger. Then we found out mm-hmm. later he was Ilya and Red talking about how they'd known each other since they were children. And so I think this may go back to that thing that's very difficult to remember as you're watching it. But some of this is Red telling the story and some of it is Liz filling in. So I think there are much like we saw in Cape May when Red was it looked like Red and Katarina were talking. It was really just Red thinking working through his own thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings about her you know, in his drug-induced stupor. And I think that this is just, like, the final crack in her psyche-induced stupor of her relaying things that Red is saying onto Katarina. And so it was interesting. Yeah, I think that that, uh, Liz must be getting a little bit of, like, because... She's she knows that the man that Ilya was a dear friend of, of Red. Um and Katerina and Blonde Cat told her that it was uh, a friend, a special friend that was in town and, and then she saw it was Ilya Koslov. But the funny thing is Liz should know that Ilya Koslov was never a KGB agent working in, in a married an embassy a, Soviet embassy in the U.S. Because first there was no Russian embassy in 1990 or 1991. It was a Russian. It was a Soviet embassy, not a Russian. Mm-hmm. And if he had been working in an, in an embassy or assigned to an embassy, he would have been vetted by everybody in the alphabet. That alphabet soup would have had files and files including the size of underwear and what he ate for breakfast because the the level of scrutiny to somebody who has to ask for diplomatic credentials to be accepted they investigate they have to know everything about him so now he's a ghost especially in the cold war because they were worried about people coming over here and defecting yep I mean they were absolutely Ilya Koslov was not a KGB agent working in an American embassy. But yet he remembered that Katerina called him at an agency or contacted him at the agency. I'm thinking he's the one who was working in the American embassy in Moscow. Mm-hmm. And Katerina thought that she had turned him So I'm thinking in this whole thing of Ilya, Blancat, Katerina, and Red, there is something, I, I, I can't say I see it all, but there is something there to be seen because that re- those relationships are very complex. There was an interesting statement that Ilya made during that whole conversation. He said that Dom lied to her, to Liz, uh, and let her believe that Ilya became Reddington because, quote-unquote, he couldn't accept the truth. What did you make of that? Oh, that's definitely a... a, um, It it could be a throwback to Red Arena that's, you know, the toying, but it has to also mean something. So whatever the truth is, um, 
is something that that and Dump has expressed. You know what you're planning? It breaks my heart. And when if that's what Katerina was planning was to go into hiding forever, he had to break his heart. He's never going to be yeah. able to see his daughter again. The daughter he loved. All right. So blonde cat. All right. The fake. Tatiana Petrova is All the right. name that she was given by yeah. Liz. Who was it that called her that? The husband called her. I mean, Ilya says her name is Tatiana Petrova. Okay. But remember, if Liz is the one hallucinating this, where would she have found that? Well, it actually was. Well, Red, Red could have said it. Red could have said blonde cat is not your mother. Because up until this point, she fully believes Blonde Cat is her mom, no matter what yep. anybody's saying to her. And so that could have been Red breaking through and saying she was not your mother. Her name was Tatiana Petrova. Uh, yeah. Uh, Petrova. Uh, see, and I have a nice. different take on that. Um, first, where is the name? We got the name and somebody was kind enough to translate the Russian mm-hmm. of the scenes that were presented. And in the Belgrade scene, the husband, Peter, uh, calls her Tatiana, you're not going. So obviously the name she was using after retiring and marrying Peter is Tatiana. Well, she made the comment at one point. She said, my name became my alias. Yes, that 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 to me makes no sense, because if you are born that you should be able to prove who you are. But none of that, that I was... Unless you were born in an orphanage and there was no paperwork and people just called you Tatiana. Um, Yes, but if she was an asset, there has to be something. It it just seems to me that, I mean, look at... That story that she gives makes no sense. Because it makes sense for Liz. Liz. Yes, it does, because she knows, you know, she's been hearing that she's not her mother, that she's a fake. And she's trying to process that, that that was not my mother. So who could she be? Uh, Well, she has to be an asset. Yet, and if Tatiana Petrova could be a name, as the other Jen says, that she found among her things when she was investigating. But there is things that Liz doesn't know. For example, that can... Katerina was, Blancat was actually acting as if he was, as if Dom was her father. You know, she's saying, you know, he promised that he just wanted to make his daughter safe. Um, Do I look safe to you? He's talking about, she was talking, when she she thought that Dom was in the past, she said, I don't care if she tells the woman I am now or the woman I was before, not who she think he think I am. He's talking about, I don't care if he tells me here in the present or in the past and calls him Papa. And if you think about Rasvet and you think, well, she, she's the one that was in Russia. Maybe those scenes in Rasvet in which they're in Moscow and she knows that she has betrayed Russia because she's working with the Cabal and she goes to Dom and there, come, there are people there to kill him and Dom save her. Uh, and Ilya Saber, then it starts to make sense. Like, maybe 
that is the Katerina that was uh, the, that we saw at 12 and 16. Maybe she's the one who was in Russia, the one working with the cabal, the one that framed Reddington. It just seems like what List does not understand is that they were two Katerinas because List has never seen the toys. Just he doesn't have the information we have to know that. There is things this woman, this woman should have known by being Katerina that she doesn't. So she's resolving it by saying, oh, well, she was an asset and they just said that I was. But that's not what this, what Katerina said. She was talking like she was Katerina, like my father, you know, Dom told me to sleep with a, with a guy. I was going to say, she never referred to Dom as her father. Ever. She, she referred she... to her father and she referred to him when she was directing something at him. It was Dom. Dom. But she did when he was hallucinating and she said, yes. I, you know, I don't she care could have been playing a part as well. Just she want to could. play devil's advocate it's, there. It's it's I, I'm not saying your theory does not have a lot of traction. It's got a lot of traction. Yeah. It I'm just, just saying it, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, it 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 is. It is vague enough to accommodate that, but to me, that story and that she was Tatiana Petrova, that doesn't, I think that Tatiana was a name that she was using when she retired and married Peter before Belgrade. And if you, if you look at what Ilya is saying when she's in there, she says, Dom leaked that his daughter, that you, were going to be there, that that was the last chance to cast Katerina Rostova. And if that was her name and she was playing a part, why on earth would she tell Red, I cannot use my name or show my face? Nothing that she did indicates at any point of saying, you know what, you're Masha Rostova. The world knows that you're Masha Rostova. So let's just take a little blood test to see that I'm not your mother. I'm not Katerina Rostova. I mean, she had a living proof that she was in Katerina Rostova at least, which was never, I mean, she doesn't take any, any in saying, hey, you know what? I'm not Katerina Rostova. I just was an operative. They just framed me. And as a side note, something else that doesn't track with the idea that of Dom saying, I told her where your mother was hiding and that's why she, you know, and Liz going, oh, that's why you, that's why Reddington killed you was to protect my mother. None of that tracks because she, when she went and sat down with Heimrich, I think was his name. Heidegger. And Heidegger. Um, she sat down there and her entire thing was red is in 13 red is in 13 she townsend was after her because he thought she was in 13 it had nothing to do with katarina other than he thought she was katarina yeah. and he thought she was in 13 yeah and then and then we have stepanov which completes the total mess up by saying oh well i just used her credentials and then oh that didn't mean that made no yeah. sense so whatsoever. if he used her credentials to steal the stuff how come that he was Unidentifying 13, like, well, excuse me. So, if you use so many issues, including that one. That's one I actually did not have on my list, but it's super valid. But you also have the fact that her credentials would have been frozen because she'd already been on the run for weeks, if not months. The fact yeah, they're that not she, the FBI. Yeah, suppose. Just let Liz wander in and out. Yeah. Um, and... The other thing was that supposedly she was doing all of this to protect Masha 
And so what? She puts another target on her back. She adds yeah. something else on, and somehow that. But oh, it doesn't matter because she's already gone. Well, if she's already gone, she could have taken Masha with her. None of that tracked. Well, not to mention that they're like everybody's so worried they're gonna find Masha. Well, excuse me, Anton Velov, who was KGB hunting Katerina, didn't even know for sure that she had a daughter. So who exactly is these people that know this when the KGB didn't? Like in Red Tail, she was a rumor, and that's why everybody started like, oh, wait a minute, this is Masha. It's Peter Kotsiopoulos who puts a, a target on Liz back by telling everybody she's Masha, where nobody even knew Masha existed. Which also, it's like, how is that Masha didn't exist if she was supposedly born in Moscow? Yeah. Uh, from the daughter of Katerina Rostova and Konstantin Rostov, and suddenly nobody knows she exists? Hmm. There was a really interesting comment in there um, that I still have not found a reason for yet. Ilya's talking about, he says, years, uh, talking about after Dom did what he did with, with Blonde Cat slash Tatiana slash whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ilya says, years later, when Reddington found out what Dom had done to this innocent woman, which was oh, another yes. thing, this innocent yes. woman. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like blonde cat. Yeah, and even Red said, uh, she told you she was innocent in this? Um, but Dom had uh, had done to this innocent woman, he was horrified. He was guilt-ridden. One, they switched over into Red without talking about, you know, Raymond Reddington versus Red. It just bled directly and then he said into it, that. It, the guilt belongs to him because it is out of it was what his he fault. did. Yes. But so how? They never went back and explained that. So oh, it's this but, gaping question. We know why, but Liz doesn't because we yeah. know that Dom said that it was that fail ruse of Rennington and, and Ilya that made everybody so angry and got the Townsend Directive done. So... How on earth that that track with Rederina? It doesn't. Because then, I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, we should be angry. That's why I decided to kill her, because you were not guilty before. You did not feel that. Let me just kill this innocent woman to save this one that I haven't forgiven because it's it's a son that I didn't want, now become a son that I now cannot forgive, even though I forgot the daughter who's the one who betrayed me, but I cannot forget the son that I acquire that is trying to save his own daughter like I did. Oh, that doesn't make sense. I mean... I have a headache. <laughs> oh, you should. That's terrible. It gave me a headache to do it, to say it. So, the, I mean, it doesn't track, but that thing is to me is a confirmation that... Yeah, and so how, how much of all that was Red talking? I don't know. But- I, I do think, because we've had the term, and they, they love using it, that lexical ambiguity. And so, since there was no mention of creating a new Reddington yet, and so they just switched in and started referring to Red without missing a beat. Like, I, I wonder if it was a form of of misdirect, of this Red or that Red, or, you know, you're, you're questioning when maybe, just maybe, it's all the same Red. Well. Let's go into the creation of Red. <laughs> oh my gosh, because, that was laid on so thick. <laughs> yeah. So we have this this story, right? So they decide to steal that money. Ilya apparently is the one who goes into the bank. And have you noticed, by the way, that in Rasvet, 
that man that went into the bank spoke with Red's voice, and in this version of the man who went into the bank spoke Very. with Ilya's voice. Kind of a, a distorted Ilya's voice, like he was mm. trying to make it more gravelly. And... Yeah. But anyway, so here we have, so somebody went into the bank and got that money out. And then Katerina says, you know, quite, the villain just like, you know, twisting the hands and with the evil voice. There's a lot of value in a Reddington. Well, it was just such an interesting set of lines. Katerina says, if he wasn't dead you'd never know you'd killed him. That doesn't make any sense because Raymond Reddington, as we know him, when he drops into her life, let's just say for a second that she grabs some dude off the street and said, I'm about to pay for your facelift but sh- and give you millions of dollars and trust you with this and did that. But he comes into her life and doesn't say, hey, I'm your dad. There's nothing to that. She was raised by Sam Milhone. She had no idea Raymond Reddington was her father. So this this idea of if he wasn't dead, you'd never know you killed him. But yeah. then the next lines were really interesting. Ilya says, no one knew your father was dead. KGB, FBI, CIA, the entire alphabet was looking for the man Why that, they was thought KGB looking? that they thought had betrayed his country and abandoned his family. Katarina says, which means they were chasing a man that never existed. Ilya and what if he what if he did exist what if reddington was real that to me felt more weighty than i think is likely was caught i yeah. just the words because i certainly didn't catch the first round the second one i went hang on let me back that up and listen to it about 10 times and Because I I had to write the words verbatim down to make sure I was getting through it because there was just so much on each one. And so it's this, I wonder how much of the pre-read Reddington, even if it's the same man, how much of that was a lie? Well, I mean, we, we know that there was nobody born Raymond Reddington. Because when wrestler finds the grandfather and say, I found your grandfather, Liz goes like, you found Reddington's father? So a woman who is in the FBI, who has access to all sorts of records, who has been absolutely obsessed with finding blood relatives, thinks wrestler managed to find her paternal grandfather. And instead of saying, oh, yeah, well, I find him, he died, or he retired and changed his name. Uh, he thinks he's a kangaroo now out of the trauma of his son betraying this country or whatever. Uh, she's just like, you found my grandfather, Reddington's father. So it, it makes sense. I mean, there was nobody interrogated. There was no parents. Raymond Reddington seemed to have appeared on the Naval Academy fully formed. With no relatives, no family, nobody. It's an invented persona perfect for intelligence work. Because no matter what he does, he can do all the dirty stuff that he wants. He can just disappear after the war into another persona. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. He could have very easily have been recruited by the U.S. government, had his identity scrubbed and inserted into the Naval Academy. We're going to train you, but give everything up. And if he had as crappy of a relationship with his father as he sounds like he did, and his mother was dead, why not? Yeah, and who would be the man to do that? Alan Fitch. To say, hey, I got my operative here in... Then I can do whatever I want with him. I can say he was the one who bombed Kirks. Uh, he can go and do all kind of stuff. He'll be the one giving money to Kurt Rebels. It's all illegal, but who cares? Because this guy doesn't exist. One day, he will just disappear. Bit like Legat. Yes, exactly. Except maybe he was the only one using the name, or maybe not. Maybe there were other people. Maybe Ilya was using the name Raymond Reddington. Maybe the Reddington that... That blonde cat thought was was Reddington was not Reddington, but him. We Who have knows? so many Katarinas. We have so many Reddingtons. Exactly. <laughs> so we don't know what's going on in here. But w- what seems to be to me is that what they saw was like, wait a minute. What if Reddington, maybe Reddington had decided, okay, this is all. We're all getting out of this thing and we're leaving. And then... Everybody thought, you know what, if we're going to complete this, we need a Reddington and we can create a different Reddington. And that's what Reddington said. I became somebody different. Raymond Reddington became somebody different who had done very criminal things, but who had never been a traitor. The Reddington that he was, was an upstanding citizen, mostly, you know, he was not a criminal. He was an intelligence operative. He had a a family, he might have been sleeping with a Russian operative on the side, but, you know, mostly on the up and up. He was not intentionally betraying his country. Yeah. So that that makes sense. And then it's like Tom Keen. Tom Keen kept the name, and it was, but it was a different Tom Keen when he was, uh, what Liz had no idea. And then he comes back, he retakes the name because that's where everybody call him. And then it becomes valuable to be Tom Keen. So I think this is the same, and they did it to protect the woman they love. So they come back to protect a woman they love. And they do that by becoming a different version of who they were. A Raymond Reddington who's a criminal, but who uses the 30 years of creating a network of informants, spies, uh, turncoats, and does that with two purposes, which is to keep him out of jail, Liz safe, and her mother hidden. And let me put a little thing here. Let's say that I'm correct. And the, Katerina, the American one, was his wife. And they realize that they have a perfect Trojan horse in this other Russian Katerina. Then in 1990, they decide this is enough. Let's go. And they take all new identities unless somebody finds them and take Masha. And now they have to go back. They have to retake their identities to do things to get her back. I will be the first one if Carla Rina shows up. I'll be the first one to congratulate you. Well, I thought about, you know, when they said, um, you know, not related to this, but when they said, you know, Megan is going, I wonder how are they going to do season eight, season nine? They're, they're, 
Liz is going to go. We don't know what happened to her. If she dies, if she goes into hiding, if Red requests that she changes her face because she has now a burn order, a kill order. She's just now her mom. Um, and, and I wonder if season nine would be, let's first find Katerina because I have no idea where she is or let's just get her back and let's finish this job because I'm sick of it and I'm dying. And I thought, well, that would be a fun way of bringing everything to a close, is to have season nine be Red and Katerina using whatever is left of the task force so that as long as they don't find Liz continues to exist in order to finish that and bring Liz back. I don't know. I, I, I I'm hoping that they find a way that will make sense to my brain because I mean if she decided to leave it may have been out of their control it you know it's there are so many I I was telling someone the other day I said I said I think one of my biggest irritations with this is not only the damage it does to the story but I don't even know who to be mad at like did somebody in the production and writers team did they do something that they shouldn't have or is Megan doing something she shouldn't or is it most likely a combination of many things that have been building over the years you know i i have no idea and i will probably never know nobody outside of their no nobody's going to talk about will ever know and so it's like i have a lot of irritation and nowhere to point it (laughs) you're just like townsend Yes. Big Katerina Rostov and go after it. But that's the thing. You already don't sleep very well, so then I like answers before I go at people. (laughs) I like to make sure it's deserved. Oh. Oh, but before we wrap this up, I do feel like we should comment on the fact that the man burned alive. (laughs) If that happened. If that happened, I am not sure that Liz is even out of that plane. That all of this happened as she was asleep. I mean, did you notice that they enter this thing? And Liz knows that Red is is not liking, you know, computers. So they go in this and they open the doors and nobody turns around to look at them. It's like they don't exist. They're in a whole different dimension. I did make the comment at the beginning that it very much felt like the same setup of when she was in the memory manipulation and the only thing that kept me from going yeah this is definitely memory manipulation is the fact she didn't wake up in a chair that when she came out of it but there were certain comments in there it was um when he said elizabeth stop at the very beginning everything started slowing down now clearly he said elizabeth stop before but there was something about him saying it right then in the place that they were, that it triggered something in her brain. Mm-hmm. And then he, a few minutes later, he kept saying, stay with the story. It just reminded me of Dr. Orchard there. And also um, you had Krilov, you had, uh, what's his Skovic. name? Skovic. That they had very specific terms that they were using. Mm-hmm. And that would be very interesting. This is a spoiler for next week, but the previews, after Liz being gut shot, we see her running out in the park to go meet Agnes mm-hmm. and she's happy as a lark. Yeah. Well, and so I, that would be very interesting if all of that was, was well, in her mind. It could be a manipulation, but it also could be in her mind. She could be 
having some hallucination or a psychotic break. I mean, this woman has been talking to Kate. It's true. So there She's is a not lot old. of stuff that, I mean, there are a lot of things have been done with her mind, not to mention she was in a coma for a year, almost a year, and she's been conk on the head way more times. That is absolutely a good idea for anybody. It just seems like there was a lot of it that was so weird, like nobody noticed that they were there. And then when they get shot, it was like almost like like slow motion and theatrical. They were like this little blurts of little blood. It just, and then when we go back to like color and normal, you don't see any of these dead people. I mean, the, the shots are very specific, but you don't see them. It's like all you see is like red grabbing her. So is she shot or not? Was he? And then it was a very theatrical thing because Liz is shot. And, and instead of red going to her and like make sure, I mean, she could have, a compromised organ in there. She could be bleeding internally. It's like, oh, well, just get the vodka in there. And then he mentioned having herrings. Um, and then she, he goes on to having this long conversation with Townsend. Like, yeah, well, you know, one of the things is that he comes with this. So I'm not even sure that Townsend dying was even real. That's a possibility. Uh, because Or was Liz no, realizing, I left this thing on. <laughs> it's like when you realize you leave the oven on. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh my god, and that's where she goes into the the shooting and the. So I'm not sure what of that is real, and I think until next week we're not gonna find anything about this because the whole thing was so theatrical. Like, and then did you notice what Nettle Townsend said to her when he's he's about to shoot her? I mean, what is he waiting for? No, there you are. I've been waiting all my life to do this. Uh, and then Red said, no, please, she needs a doctor. And then now Townsend says, no, she needs a mortician. And what was Kate? Mortician. A mortician. Yeah. So the whole thing to me feels like I'm not sure any of that was real. I'm not sure Townsend is dead. Uh, I mean, maybe, they, maybe he's dead because they went into the into the the nest and they waited for Townsend because that's the other thing I wanted to mention. And this is very brief because we're running very yeah. late. Um, is that let's just go back to the scenes of of Goodwin Page, right? Red gets Page and takes him, you know, ideally to for a torture scene with Edna, and at the same time takes Liz extracts her from the post office with Cage and all that, and then brings Liz to where Goodwin Page is, just in time so that Liz hears from Edna that he implanted a chip and where exactly is the chip and what the plan is, because she is so trustworthy that Red is going to let her hear that they're going to put a tracker on Townsend. Yet she's not trustworthy enough to keep her in a house or a barn. She's put into the next stall as Godwin Page, and then everybody leaves because that's so normal, right? I mean, we've got to have lunch and leave Liz, who's being acting bizarre and trying to kill Red at every possible chance she can with the man that you're trying to track. 
And then she takes, she tells him about the tracker and makes a deal with Townsend so that they follow and she turns it on. And then, and then they're in the nest and they're, and he's blowing up. So maybe Red blew up that, but I doubt that Liz was shot. I think that Red did all that in order to lure Townsend to a place outside the United States where he can just blow him up. And so I'm not even sure that there was anything in that bunker. Yeah, that's a possibility. Because, I mean, I I have a hard time believing his blacklist is gone. Yeah, not to mention all those people. How would we keep all those people coming in and out of there unseen and unnoticed? And how did he fund it when he was destitute? Yeah, I mean, not, none of this makes any sense. I mean, maybe he had, like, play, money that he cannot touch. But how all those people got in and out of that remote place that nobody knew that they were there, that yeah. nobody real. I mean, the whole it thing. It didn't track. Yeah. And the whole thing seems to me like Red took Liz in there, talking, this is a blacklist. Maybe there is, they're going to get a memory specialist to go and get her memories back so that and try to put her back together. Maybe she just hallucinated. Maybe there was a picture of Katerina and she hallucinated. But I think that what they did is get in there, get in the nest and wait for Townsend. Could be. And Liz hallucinated the whole thing. Is that it? Or is that all you have? Well, I have one thing about about Blonde Cat. Supposedly, Red Helper, Reddington Helper. But he he didn't know where she was. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think that he did help uh, Blonde Cat, but that was before Belgrade. Her knight in shining armor was what she called him. Yeah. Yeah, that usually... um, Bleeding people who have been your shining armor is not considered to be good manners. No, it's just rude. I mean, don't yeah. do that. I yeah, mean, at that, least thank them first. <laughs> thank you for keeping me hidden for so long. I appreciate all the money that clearly you were not tracking because you had to send someone to find me. Yeah. But now I'm going to bleed you to death. And you always have a nice known day. who am I, Tatiana Petrova. You just decided not to use that name to track me for reason business to yourself. For plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you. That that does not not jive correctly. Yeah. So that's that's my take. I think that um it was a great episode. I mean it got me going for I think this is it's not it's not the most that I've been full. Um that actually came to five twenty two that I was full for about like three days. This, I mean, but it was a good one. I loved it. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um. We'll see. It was. It was a very interesting episode. Very I think interesting. That it depends on the next one to see. Yeah. What actually happened? Because I mean, what what we did makes no sense. And so what my first thing was like, this makes no sense with any theory at all, and which means it's none of them. Maybe instead of blowing up Townsend, they just blew up the story and told. <laughs> I don't think they did. I, I think, don't either. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's just, although I got to say, if Townsend is dead, I'm going to miss him. He's a great villain. I love the crazy stuff. And I got to, I, I have to do a little shout out of myself to some of my Reddit um, co-conspirators, uh, Jen and, and the Donald. They and uh, they being instrumental in kind of helping me to because there was so much to navigate. 
I asked for help, so they gave me a few things that didn't track. See, it was I was just drowning in so many things that didn't make any sense. So thank you so much. One of these days we might get them. All right. Um, so that's going to wrap us up. Um, you can chat with us on, on Tumblr, uh, on Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook. And you can listen to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and uh, Spotify. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye.